Hey everybody, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I'm your host, Kylie Gable, and we've got a great podcast today. Um, today's audio clip is going to be from Faith O'Shea. She's going to be reading the story, Tying the Knot, which is another one by Pamela Harlow. In fact, this is actually the first story that Pamela Harlow ever uh, wrote or published um, in the field of forced feminization and, and possibly anywhere else, for all I know. Um, it's a story I really like. It's about a couple of, uh, or a group of bridesmaids who are missing one of their number. And so they uh, basically kidnap an obnoxious guy from the uh, wedding reception and make him the stand-in bridesmaid. Eh, pretty pretty simple story, but I think what, what, what Pam does with it is wonderful, and Faith's reading is, is just amazing. Um, so, without further ado, here is Tying the Knot by Pam Harlow, read by Faith O'Shea. Lauren and Rebecca untied his wrist, and Charlotte and Jessica untied his legs. Well, they needed to take his clothes off in order to get to his body here. Spotting the opportunity when he was no longer bound, Jack stood up quickly and sprinted towards the door. However, he didn't make it as Jessica chased him quickly and tackled him to the ground. He looked shocked and stunned, so Charlotte explained, Jessica used to play rugby in Durham. Jack shook his head in disbelief. I was in defence. Fall back, Jessica said, grinning, straddling him as he lay on the floor. They pulled his clothes off between them until he was fully naked. Jessica and Charlotte then dragged him across the living room floor until his wrists were by the heavy coffee table. Oh, tie his wrist here! Jessica said to Lauren and Rebecca, and they each took an arm and secured it to the coffee table legs with the rope. Charlotte went to the kitchen and returned with some duct tape. You never know when you're going to need it, she said. She used duct tape to tie Jack's leg to the leg of her armchair, then stretched out his other leg. It reached her fireplace, putting him in a spread-eagle position. She tied his ankle there, then stood over him and looked at the other three. Well, they were all smiling, satisfied that he was successfully restrained and ready to be worked on. Charlotte went to her bedroom and asked Jessica to go with her. Lauren and Rebecca kept an eye on Jack while they were gone. He was trying to wriggle, but there was no chance of him escaping when he was tied so tightly. He could hardly even wriggle with the rope and duct tape stretching his body so far and securing him to the furniture so well. They watched him and thought about how they could feminize him. How could they make him look more like Tanya? Oh, they had a few ideas. When Charlotte and Jessica returned, they had four disposable razors, a large bowl of warm water, 
and two cans of shaving gel. Let's do this, said Charlotte, as she put the soapy bowl next to Jack's body. Each of the ladies picked up a razor and dipped it into the warm water. Lawrence splashed some of the water onto Jack's body, and Rebecca did the same. Charlotte and Jessica splashed water onto his legs and then sprayed gel over them. But they carefully shaved up his calves and thighs whilst Lauren and Rebecca took care of his chest hair. When all of the leg hair and chest hair was removed, Lauren and Rebecca poured some of the water and sprayed foam onto his armpits. Charlotte and Jessica did the same to his groin. Bridesmaids don't have body hair, said Jessica matter-of-factly. They shaved all of the hair off the front and sides of his body, and as much as they could off the back, but they struggled with his legs tied so tightly. We're going to have to untie a leg at a time, said Charlotte, and she grabbed some scissors to cut the duct tape from his left ankle. As soon as it was free, he kicked his leg frantically, and Jessica and Rebecca had to hold it still. With those two holding it still, Charlotte and Lauren shaved the back of his left leg together. Then they got more duct tape and tied his leg back to the fireplace. They did the same with the right leg. When they were satisfied that he was hair-free, they high-fived each other, and Charlotte poured everyone a drink. As the women sat around Jack's hairless body, they discussed the next steps. Well, said Charlotte, it's good there are four of us. As we can see, he's a wriggler. They all agreed. How about, Charlotte continued, we all have different tasks at different times. Everybody in the group nodded. Lauren, said Charlotte, we all know that you're the queen of hair and makeup. Lauren blushed a little and looked pleased. And you're also the soberest. We can get him into the chair at my vanity table, and you can take care of making our new bridesmaid look pretty. Cool. Lauren looked delighted. I'd love to, she said. Oh, can I do the nails? Jessica said. Charlotte, Lauren, and Rebecca looked at each other and shrugged. Sure, said Lauren and Charlotte at the same time. "'Sure,' said Rebecca, laughing. "'Great,' said Jessica. "'Charlotte and Rebecca were in charge of keeping him still. "'Then that meant Rebecca held on his left arm tightly "'as Charlotte untied it. Well, "'He tried to fight her off, "'but she kept a firm grip "'and used all of her body weight to keep him still.' Jessica ran over to hold Jack's right arm as Charlotte untied it as well. 
she held on with all the strength she had. Lauren cut away all the duct tape from around his left ankle and moved over towards his right foot. Although he was trying to wave his left foot around, he couldn't get anywhere with Rebecca and Jessica holding his arms. Charlotte helped Lauren to cut open the tape around his right ankle, and Rebecca and Jessica hoisted him to a standing position. They dragged him into Charlotte's bedroom and sat him at her vanity table. Charlotte threw a pair of tights at them, and they used them to tie his arms around the back of the chair. They used two more pair of tights to tie his legs to the legs of the chair. They didn't relax until they saw he couldn't possibly get anywhere. Lauren walked through and walked purposefully towards Jack and the vanity table. She untied the rope around his mouth and he started yelling at them. What the fuck are you doing, you crazy bitches? What are you doing? Look at my fucking hairless body. What the fuck? You're all mad. You need locking up. Lauren stood patiently in front of him as he shouted at her, and the other three ignored him completely and sat on Charlotte's bed. Oh, you'll need to keep your face more still, said Lauren calmly. Jack continued shouting for a minute or so, then seemed to realise that there was no use. His face rested in a glum expression, so Lauren could begin to apply the makeup. She wanted to make it as true to Tanya's makeup style as possible, so asked the others to get some pictures of Tanya up on their phones. She knew that Tanya wore heavy black eyeliner and lots of mascara, so she got started on those first. She chose both pencil and liquid eyeliner from Charlotte's collection and applied it around Jacques's eyes. When his eyes looked well-defined, she started on the lashes. She picked up a three-times-length mascara and applied it to give them a thick coating and make them really stand out. Pretty, she said. Jack scowled a little. He seemed to be secretly fascinated by the makeup application. He looked at the makeup on Charlotte's table and was amazed by the amount that was there. So many pots, pads, pencils, and brushes. How many brushes does she need? he thought. Lauren looked at some pictures of Tanya. She didn't always wear the same makeup, of course, but she often wore glittery eyeshadow. She found a gold, glittery eyeshadow applied a generous amount to a pad. Eyes closed, Jackie, <laughs> she said, giggling at his new name. The three girls on the bed giggled at this too. Eyes closed, Jackie, repeated Rebecca. He closed his eyes and Lauren tutted. Not squinting, she said. Gently close your eyes. That's better, 
good girl. She put on a lot of gold, glittery eyeshadow onto Jack's eyelids and then touched up the eyeliner and mascara. She picked up a pot of foundation and applied it liberally. His skin was already pretty good, she thought, but there was no harm in making it even smoother. She got an eyebrow pencil and defined his eyebrows. Oh, we could do with plucking these at some point, she said to the others. Then she applied a bright red lipstick to his lips. Mouth open, she said, and he opened his mouth like a goldfish. <laughs> but that's actually pretty good, she said, and coloured his lips red. She brushed a little blusher onto his cheeks and then looked up at Jessica. Time for nails, I think, she said. I'll do his hair after. Jessica swapped places with Lauren and glued some long acrylic nails on top of his own. Isn't that better, she said, as she watched the transformation from his own short, stubby nails. Much more feminine, she added. Whilst the nails were setting in place, she painted his toenails a bright red to match the lipstick he wore. Then she painted the acrylic nails to match. It's quick dry, she said, but watch out for a few moments, else they'll chip. Jack said nothing. Jessica sat on Charlotte's bed with Charlotte, Lauren and Rebecca to discuss the next moves. Well, I think it's picture time next, said Charlotte. Oh, great call, exclaimed Rebecca. Good call, agreed Lauren and Jessica. Charlotte opened her wardrobe and pulled out her sexy lingerie collection. Well, it has to be red, she said, pointing at his nails. She chose a matching lacy bra and thong set in bright red and threw it on the bed. Well, I know I've got some matching shoes here somewhere. She rummaged through the shoe collection at the bottom of her wardrobe and pulled out a pair of bright red, high-heeled, toeless shoes. Yes, she said. Woo, said Lauren, high-fiving Charlotte. You two, you can be in charge of this, said Lauren to Charlotte and Rebecca. Charlotte picked up the underwear, and Rebecca grabbed the shoes. Rebecca untied Jack's ankles one by one and forced Jack's feet into the shoes. Although his toes were sticking out of the end a little too far, they did stay on. Charlotte then approached Jack and put his legs into the red thong. He was kicking a little, but not as frantically as before. She pulled the thong up around his thighs and looked over at Charlotte. Charlotte helped Rebecca to get Jack fully into the thong. They then tied his ankles back to the legs of the chair. 
Charlotte and Rebecca untied Jack's arms from behind. They wrapped the bra around him and lifted his arms into it. They fastened it at the back and left his arms untied. Lauren and Jessica held their phones and Jack's phone out to take photos of him. If you don't cooperate, your fiancé is getting these photos, said Jessica. Rebecca untied his legs again and instructed him to stand. Put your hands on your hips, she said. Jack complied. He didn't know what else to do. He certainly didn't want his fiancée to see those pictures. Put your finger towards your mouth and pout, instructed Lauren. He did as she said. They took fifteen to twenty photos of Jack on each of their phones, then told him to sit in the chair. They tied his ankles to the chair again, and then explained what their plans with him were. We're going to keep you for two weeks, said Charlotte calmly. We need you to be a bridesmaid at our friend's wedding, the one you saw at the party, in two weeks' time. Jack shook his head in disbelief. It's your own fault for showing such an interest in the hen party, Rebecca said. So, said Charlotte, we're going to train you to act, think, and move like a woman. Lauren will be in charge of hair and makeup. Charlotte will teach you to speak like a woman. Rebecca will teach you how to walk like a woman. And Jessica will keep you under control. Jack shook his head again. No way, he said. Charlotte raised her eyebrow at him. Lauren, she said, we haven't done hair yet, but don't worry. We can save that until we teach him to do it himself, tomorrow. Lauren nodded. Sure thing, she said. Well, we're all tired, said Charlotte. So let's get a good night's sleep and an early start tomorrow. You may use the toilet quickly. With Lauren and Jessica's assistance, and then we'll all settle down and get some rest. Lauren and Jessica walked Jack to the toilet and sat him down on it. Well, they talked amongst themselves as he weed sitting down, and then guided his hands to the sink so he could wash them. Jessica held Jack as Lauren brushed his teeth, then they dragged him through the, to the living room. But they tied his arms to his body and his legs to each other and then attached him to the coffee table. They gagged him with a pair of tights and patted him on the head. Nighty-night, girly, said Rebecca. The four girls turned off the light in the living room and left him to sleep there. He lay there to sleep whilst the four girls slept in Charlotte's large, king-sized bed. 
When Jack didn't sleep well that night, he dreamt broken dreams of gangs of women in which he was one of them. He wriggled in his sleep as he tried to escape chases. Hideous women were chasing him, massive women. They had large trunk-like legs and ran faster than cars, where they were laughing and their mouths were huge, where they were eating him. And he woke up. He was a girl. He was a little Bo Peep, and he lost his sheep. He was sitting on a wall and smiling at large farmers and asking them where his sheep were. But don't you worry, girly, said the large, burly men. We'll help you find those fluffy little devils. He woke up with a muffled yell, then lay with his eyes wide open. How long will I be here? Well, they, they can't keep me here for two weeks, can they? Will they hurt me? Can they really turn me into a woman? I'm, I'm not that feminine, am I? I know I've got nice hair, but, but they were mean to me. Girls are mean, and girls are strong. I'm stuck here. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. The following morning, Charlotte delivered a speech and mannerisms class to Jack, where he learned how to talk in a more feminine voice and to move his arms when he spoke in the same way as Tanya did. She taught him how to soften the tone of his voice as well as his language. She showed him how women got excited by certain things, and how their voices became more high-pitched as a result. Jack seemed to find this very interesting, and followed Charlotte's directions without argument. At the end of his first lesson, well, she was pleased with his progress, so she rewarded him with a bacon sandwich. Later on, Rebecca gave him a walking lesson, with Jessica standing by the door to ensure that he didn't run. First, they walked him with no shoes on. She showed him how to put one leg in front of the other, and to keep his profile slim as he moved. When he got used to that, Rebecca put him in some small heels. After some effort, he learned how to walk in a straight line in them, but he was clumsy and not elegant enough to please Rebecca. She told him not to worry. He could do better next time. She worried a little about how he would walk in the heels on Ashley's wedding day. Lauren showed Jack how to apply lipstick and told him to have a few goes at putting it on himself. He seemed to get the hang of it by his thirteenth attempt, which was enough to satisfy her. Good work, girl, she said to him encouragingly. Then they worked on eye makeup, which took a little longer to master. After a few attempts, Jack got used to the eyeliner, and it looked reasonably neat. 
where he mastered mascara straight away. Lauren was delighted. We're going to do nail varnish and foundation tomorrow, she said. When the evening came, they tied Jack to the coffee table again and slept separately to him. Some of the girls went home, but there were always at least two in the house. After a few days had passed, Jack had started to become reasonably well-trained. The four bridesmaids were excited about his progress, and were all bursting to tell Ashley. However, they didn't want to ruin the surprise. Charlotte panicked when she received a text from Ashley, who told her she was popping round after work to discuss some last-minute wedding plans. Luckily, Jessica was there when Ashley texted. The pair of them tied Jack to a chair and gagged him with a thick pair of woolen tights. They shut him in the cupboard under the stairs and cleared away any evidence of him being there. They were a little shaken and nervous when Ashley knocked on the door. When the bride-to-be walked into the house, she seemed oblivious to the atmosphere. But after a few moments, she became suspicious. Mid-conversation about who would announce the cake-cutting, she asked her two friends, "'What's up? You're being weird.' Charlotte was a rubbish liar, so daren't say anything. Jessica felt a bit more confident, so she said, Well, nothing. <laughs> We're just, um, a bit hungover. We had a few drinks last night. Ashley believed them for a second, and then she heard a muffled voice coming from the cupboard. She started, walking towards the cupboard where she'd heard the sound. Oh, we didn't want to ruin the surprise, said Charlotte. Ashley opened the cupboard under the stairs and saw the feminized man in there. Her jaw dropped in disbelief as she shrieked and closed the door. What the hell are you doing? she yelled at Charlotte and Jessica. He's your new bridesmaid, said Charlotte. Isn't, isn't he the guy from the hen party? asked Ashley. Well, yes, but, said Charlotte and Jessica. But oh, that was a week ago. You can't tell me you've had him here for a week, Ashley asked. Well, we have. Well, We've been teaching him how to be a bridesmaid. He's going to take Tanya's place next week. He's learning well. We've been teaching him how to... You're crazy, interrupted Ashley. No, we're not, said Charlotte. It's going to work. He's doing really well. He's learning fast and has Tanya's build... And will fit the dress perfectly. Let him go. I don't need him to be my bridesmaid, screamed Ashley, panicking. 
she opened the closet door again and pulled the gag from Jack's mouth. I am so sorry, she said, and began to untie his legs from the chair. These crazy bitches, said Jack, looking slightly mad with lipstick smeared across his mouth and heavily made-up eyes. They're mad. They've been treating me awfully, and I can't bear it. I want to go home. Those cunts are going to regret this. A look of realisation crossed Jack's face. He'd gone a step too far and they stared at each other in silence for a moment. Ashley put the tights back around his mouth. She didn't want to listen to his whining voice right now. That is not how you speak to a lady, said Charlotte. Don't you remember what you've learned? Jack was gagged again, so he couldn't respond. Ashley shut the cupboard door and walked back into the living room with her friends. I, um, I suppose I should leave you to your preparations, she said. Charlotte and Jessica gave Ashley a huge hug and a kiss. We will see you on the big day. You won't be disappointed, Charlotte said. Call if you need anything beforehand. We're here for you. Ashley nodded and let out a nervous laugh. Wow, she said, feeling slightly surreal. She walked out of the door to her car and didn't turn back. She had a wedding plan. Just a great story altogether. You can hear the rest of it. Um, I think the best place to look for it right now is the Clips for Sale store. Um, some other avenues are going to be opening up for Candy Apple Press audios very, very shortly. But right now, Clips for Sale is probably the best place to get the rest of that audio. Uh, next week, we're going to have the second part of the um, College Changes a Guy series, as read by Shayla Aspasia. And I will tell you right now, uh, I really, really care about this project unlike probably any other um i'm writing the fourth book in the series uh as soon as i'm done with this podcast i'm going to try to knock off another thousand words before uh episode two of better call saul comes on and i have to say that um reliving some of this it's it's powerful to me and the part i'm writing about today um (laughs) about when my roommate discovers just how far the girls intend to take this, um, it brings back a lot of memories. And hearing um, hearing the reading from Shayla is also amazing. Uh, fingers crossed, I hope next episode we might actually have an interview between me and, uh, and Shayla. Uh, I've never done this before, but we're going to try to connect via Skype and record it which I, I think uh, might be a pretty interesting uh, interesting addition to the show. So tune in next week at the same sissy time on the same sissy app, whatever wherever you're listening to this podcast, for the second part of College Changes a Guy, written by me with audio by the great Shayla Aspasia. 
Have a wonderful week, everybody. Be back in seven.